This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Knowledge at Wharton on Business Radio. Here's your host, Dan Loney. The recent deal in which Walmart is buying online retailer Jet.com does speak volumes about the power of Internet retail, but it also, again, reinforces the struggles that bricks-and-mortar companies are having competing against them. And just as important to note in this deal is the fact that Walmart not only wanted the the supply lines of Jet.com, but it also wanted its brains as well. CEO Mark Lohr will continue to oversee Jet.com while also watching over Walmart's e-commerce as well. Take a look at this deal. We welcome in Barbara Kahn, Wharton Marketing Professor, who's also Director of the Baker Retailing Center here at the school. And on the phone, Mark Cohen, Director of Retail Studies at Columbia University. Barbara, great to see you again. Thanks yeah, for coming in. Nice to be here. Thank you, Mark. Great to have you on the phone. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, Mark, I guess the deal that, that Mr. Lord got was, was quite impressive, working there five years, and he could be getting upwards of a billion dollars. Uh, it, it really does underscore the, the importance of the people behind this, uh, this company. Well, it's great uh, for him, and it's great for his, uh, his shareholders or his financial backers. I think it's a catastrophe for Walmart. I think they've just uh, flushed three billion dollars down the drain. Frankly, <laughs> yeah. You know. you know, according to Mark Lord, though, it's not as much as he thought the company was worth. He thought the company was worth forty billion dollars. So it's kind of a <laughs> dismaying number for him. But it's been an interesting company all along. Well, I'm sure he. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, um, Walmart's. Uh, attempt to be relevant uh, relative to Amazon has been um, pretty much of a dismal failure. Although they're doing 10 plus billion, which is not insignificant. (laughs) It is insignificant relative to the uh, first mover advantage that Amazon has always had. At the end of the day, I just don't think you can buy success by acquiring an individual, especially an individual who's supporting um, a business that's been losing money um, in dump trucks of cash uh, that hasn't been able to um, uh, crack the code on Amazon's appeal. Uh, although Well, just, they figured it out. It's low price. <laughs> well, I mean, that was know, where they were going with their strategy in the end. You don't need to pay someone $3 billion uh, to merely find ways to lower your prices. It is interesting, I think, to see what the different models were of Jet.com. You know, they started out as a subscription business, kind of looking at the Costco model, and they found out that quickly didn't work, so they pivoted, and then they came up with the model they currently have, which is trying to beat Amazon at low price. And they're doing it by incenting consumers to do cost-saving mechanisms. So, for example, instead of getting at Prime, if you're a Prime member, I believe you can get a toothbrush delivered, you know, so you don't have to put anything all together in one package. And Jet.com was trying to incent consumers to, if you're going to order a few things during the week, order them all at one time to reduce the cost of delivery. And by doing things like that, they were trying to beat them on um, cost savings. But I agree, it's been losing money for a really long time. It is interesting. I think the Jet.com model was being built to be bought by someone. Either Walmart or Amazon were the only ones who could afford it. And Amazon bought Mark Lohr's first company, Quincy, diapers.com. 
and apparently didn't want to buy a second one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure Amazon doesn't need to spend $3 billion to figure out yet another way to lower their already competitively right. low prices. Uh, I think this algorithm is a tricked-out um, um, uh, offer, and I'm shocked uh, that, that Walmart uh, took the bait. I know Walmart's, uh, in some respects, desperate to yeah. prove that they can grow. Uh, I know Walmart's uh, failed to expand the base of their customers, and they see this as some um, pathway into... Uh, into millennials. And, and millennials and millennials also, right? But frankly, um, um, you know, this is a crazy way to do it. If you if if you get right down to it, Walmart.com is not uh, appealing enough. Walmart is not appealing enough to these customers they aspire to. So right. if it were me, I would have started a company with a different name. Um, but I wouldn't have tried to take Amazon on just on the basis of price. By the way, Amazon could, at the stroke of a key, um, wipe out whatever price savings Jet.com reportedly has come up with. Barbara Kahn uh, from the Wharton School, Mark Cohen from Columbia University. Join us here on Knowledge of Wharton on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Your comments are welcome at 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. If you're somebody that's maybe used Jet.com, give us a call. Get, tell us about the experience, what you like, maybe what you don't like. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. So, Mark, you see this as, as being, in the end, a, a failure on a lot of fronts? I, yes. I've I, I begun to characterize Walmart as the flying Dutchman of retailing. <laughs> you know, the, that ghost ship that forever sails the seven seas without a course and without a crew. Certainly not in danger of foundering, but... Uh, seemingly unable to find a, any kind of a viable path to a port of call. Uh, I just don't see how this is going to um, meaningfully um, uh, enable them to become uh, something they, frankly, just cannot be on their own. Let me ask this question to both of you, and Barbara, I'll start with you. With Walmart the way it is right now, and because it still has such a, a, a big present, bricks and mortar, should they consider Amazon their rival, or should they kind of stay in their own pool right now and really focus on beating Target and, and, and some of the other companies like that? The thing is, is if you have a customer-focused model, you've got to think about what the customer is yeah. buying. Yeah. And the customer is channel agnostic, so I don't think they divide up retailers necessarily by offline or online like that. They think, where can I get most conveniently at the best price an item? And and that Amazon is clearly Walmart's competitor, yeah. um, and they're all they ha and in this today's day and age, you just have to be omnichannel. Now I disagree. I think Walmart has done some interesting things. Like I think when they started doing the online pickup in the store, I think that was a pretty successful initiative, and I think they have started to understand they have to move their physical presence and they have to be online and they they have to be in cities and they have to do things differently. So I yeah. think they have been pretty responsive. Whether or not Jet.com is the right avenue for them to improve their online. Well, that does remain to be 
seen. And I think it's also interesting to see what will happen to their uh, e-commerce lay or arm that's in San Francisco. So I don't know. I think Jet.com, Mark Lohr, is going to manage the whole Walmart.com yeah. experience. Yep. Yep. But I don't know how all of that's going to be integrated. And they've already invested quite a bit in their e-commerce in San Francisco. So I'm curious to see how that unravels. Mark? Well, they've invested a, a ton of money. They've built an entire team of people uh, in the Bay Area. Um, I think I've read that the head of Walmart.com resigned um, just when the, the Jet.com oh, really? um, deal was announced. Yeah. I can only imagine the chaos and confusion right, that uh, is going to occur from a cultural point of view, which, yeah. by the way, is always a barrier to success. Uh, in acquisitions and mergers, certainly of this sort. At the end of the day, they've been trying a lot. And Mark Lohr is an interesting character. He's well, <laughs> I, I agree with you that they've made a tremendous number of attempts to contemporize their business and improve their uh, standing in the eyes of their customers. But, frankly, very little of what they've done has borne fruit. You will recall that some years ago they tried to go up market. They built a product development team in New York. Um, you know, the, the problem they face, unfortunately, not, not to be endlessly disparaging, is maybe they're just too big to be successful at this point in their, uh, in their history. Do you have too many sales to be? I mean, it's like well, that, that's an interesting point, Mark, Mark because of the fact that, uh, and Barbara as well, this, it, I think there is a perception with a lot of consumers out there that in many cases, the the smaller ends up being the better. I mean, the the big company, the big massive conglomerate, ends up having a, maybe at times a negative connotation, whereas the smaller company, more of a family feel, more of a neighborhood but feel. But Amazon's huge. A, exactly <laughs> right. And, and, and but in comparison, I think to, to to Walmart, even though Amazon is massive the way it is, it's still just a website. I mean, it's a variety of websites, yeah. but it's not you know, a variety of different stores across the United States. Well, it is interesting to contrast Walmart's strategy with Target. And so what Target's starting to do is build these small stores within cities, you yeah. know, and they're doing, so they're doing a different model in that sense. And it's kind of interesting to see how all these different players are. And we were just talking at the top of the hour when you mentioned what Macy's is doing. They're getting yeah. rid of stores, you yeah. know. So it's kind of interesting to see how everybody plays out on these different dimensions. Well, I guess, it, Mark, the other, not to jump off topic for a second, but it's an interesting kind of retail area in general right now with all the changes that are that are going on. You have Sports Authority, which I thought was yeah. a, a pretty good you know, retail outlet and, and or a, a store compared to like Dick's or or some of the other ones, and yet they had so much debt that nobody wanted them. And, and in fact, I had a sports authority in my neighborhood. It was built in November. It opened in November, and it just closed the wow. end of July. Oh wow! I mean, they never got to to their to their first anniversary. Well, you know, you know, the the, the retail business is built on simple math. And lots of folks have uh, either never mastered that math or have lost sight of it. Um, we've, we've seen over the last 30 to 40 years far too much square footage built. We've yes, we're overstory for sure. We've, we've seen stores built that are simply too big in yeah. size that require too much inventory um, uh, to be sustainable from an economic point of view. We've seen a tremendous collapse in... in um, a merchant-driven um, differentiation. These stores tend to look increasingly just like each other. Um, 
And, and so the customer says, well, I'll shop the store that's nearest, most convenient. Well, guess what? The store that's most convenient and nearest has now become, for many customers, Amazon. the Internet. Right. Yeah. I want to point one thing, if I may, about Amazon. Amazon's not a brand-new company. It's been in business for over 20 years. It has grown meteorically, but, but not overnight. Um, it's also extended its uh, marketplace capability steadily, over, but, but not overnight. They've also built inside the company an extraordinary engine, um, which drives their current profitability and will continue to drive their profitability, and that's Amazon Web Services. Yeah. And Amazon Web Services is an outgrowth of the technology investments that Amazon made literally from day one to drive their own business. It was smart enough to build this capacity with enormously flexible um, uh, interfaces so that they could sell that capacity um, to third parties. And they're doing a brilliant job of that. I think it's fair to say they're the largest cloud service provider in the world. Uh, Alibaba? Are they bigger than Alibaba? Uh, cloud services, yes, I think they are. And I mean, they, they have trumped, not to use that word <laughs> inappropriately, they've trumped IBM, they've trumped Google. They, they are the largest player in this um, um, technology uh, for higher space. At the end of the day, they can be profitable. I don't think Jet.com can ever be profitable. And I don't know what Walmart brings to the table that's ever going to enable this combination to, to be uh, viable financially. Your comments are welcome at 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. If you are a somebody that has used Jet.com, give us a call. Give, tell us about the experience. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. There was an interesting comment uh, in one of the articles I read about the, about this deal that talked about how Lore would react being in that big company culture uh, like Amazon. How do you think that's going to play out? Or, or is that realistically a factor when he's really focusing on just the e-commerce and, you know, he's going to make changes, but realistically, how much is he going to change off of what he's done? Maybe he needs to, you know, to make Jet.com and this new Walmart venture successful. Yeah, it's hard to, it's, it is hard to imagine how he'll fit into the Walmart culture. But obviously, like you said in the beginning, he was part of the reason they wanted to purchase yeah. this. So they obviously think it's a good fit. We had Mark Lohr at Baker Retailing Board. We had him in June come speak to us. And one of the things he said when he was there was that he thinks more and more the competition is at the platform level and that retailers mm -hmm. and customers are all going to choose one platform over another. Right. And that's how they, so, you know, where you were talking about where's the competition he thinks it is at the platform level okay. and he was trying to get a lot of retailers to sign on at the time with jet.com sure. so the more you know you sign on one or another and that's an interesting kind of thought um, that people are now loyal to the platform right. and within a platform they'll buy different kinds of things mark well uh, jet.com has something between 4 million and 12 million products available for sale i think i think those numbers generally are right Amazon has close to 600 million. Yep. Um, the time to distance to build out um, scale in the in the kind of framework that Walmart is going to require because of Walmart size 
is just impossible for me to get my arms wrapped around. Now, look, this guy's a brilliant guy. He's now a very wealthy, brilliant guy. If he, wasn't he was wealthy already, before this. Yes, <laughs> he, he did pretty well with Divers.com. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a, an, an enormous cultural crisis within Walmart's.com and Walmart at large because at the end of the day, Walmart doesn't have a um, welcoming culture by any means with regard to outsiders. Yeah, right. The cultures are quite different. They're like an operational company, and Mark yeah. Lohr is a creative guy. You know? So, so. so, you know, it's cultural misfit that sinks most of these failed acquisitions and mergers. The question, though, is whether the San Francisco or Bay Area arm of Walmart had a different culture than the Arkansas. I would imagine they were very different people that went to Arkansas versus to the Bay Area. You would think that, that, that it would be a totally different thought process, yeah. wouldn't you, Mark? Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why Walmart.com has failed to date. I'm sure there's a different kind of uh, ethos in the Bay Area than in, in Bentonville, yeah. uh, but therein lies the rub, because the Walmart.com merchants are dealing with Walmart's merchandising platform, with Walmart's vendor platform, with Walmart's pricing regimes, and with Walmart's attitude about how to package themselves uh, uh, to be attractive to customers. Um, you know, what they've been doing is aping Amazon in some ham-handed ways, which clearly is never going to work. You know, you never succeed by chasing your principal competitor. And frankly, I don't know how many organizations have succeeded by buying a brilliant, talented individual and, and kind of inserting them into their organization, hoping that... It is funny, though. That is what all the news media are reporting, oh, is yeah. Walmart's motivation, Mark Lore. You know? <laughs> well, and I, it makes me wonder, Mark, whether or not it's not only Mark Lore... But it's some of the other executives that mm. that worked under Mark Lord yeah. because you could I, I one of the first things I thought about in, in, when this all played out was okay they gave Mark Lore a deal that he has to be there for five years okay well what happens after five years well they're bringing a bunch of uh, of the people that work with him it could very well be that they are just setting the table up that somebody else is going to be doing this job in, in five years time now. Whether or not Walmart is is a viable option in five years and, and is really you know moved forward in in any of its steps, we'll wait and see. Well, you know, in five years, Amazon um, could very well be a two hundred billion dollar company. Yeah. Uh, Amazon's Prime membership, which is close to a hundred million customers, could very easily be twice that. Yeah. Uh, so, so. I think Walmart does, to Barbara's point, have to express itself powerfully in the Internet space, but I think it has to do it in a way that's not Amazon-like, because that opportunity has come and gone. So basically, you're kind of saying they need to take this philosophy out of the hands of Arkansas and leave it in the hands of, of San Francisco or New York City or some other place? I Yes. And I think this is a move in that direction. I mean, that does seem to be, I think they're kind of agreeing with you in, in this move, don't you think? 
Well, it's a, it's a move in that direction, but it's an awfully expensive well, and that's, awkward yeah. move But they have direction. money. <laughs> they, you know, they, yes, they do. But I, but I think they have more money than brains in this deal. Yeah. But, but, but does, Walmart, does Walmart hurt themselves from the aspect of, I think Walmart has always been seen as kind of a family company. You know, it's been run by that, that, that family out of Bentonville, Arkansas for, for decades and it it could be much more than that. And, and in fact, maybe that 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 small town thinking has we've gotten to the point where that has, is actually playing against them right now. Uh, very much so. Uh, this is the end of the string. They can't open any more superstores. Right. Right. They failed. In Except maybe globally. Go, uh, neighborhood stores. Um, they've had mixed success uh, internationally. Some success. Some grotesque failures. Yeah, they example. failed originally in China, but then they came back with Sam's Club. That seemed to work pretty well when they re re-entered China. Well, I'm told that most of the business they do in China is in food, uh, which is local. Uh, good for them, but it's not their general merchandise model. Um, they've had a very mixed bag in Europe, and they're having all sorts of issues. Uh, they have been successful, America. to your point, in grocery. I think around, you know, that has been a big growth area for them. And that's interesting because do you think Amazon's model, I don't know how Amazon is doing in grocery right now, but that's, I think a large part of Walmart's success has been grocery. I don't know whether Amazon is on a pathway to uh, being successful or not. Uh, what they're doing is disrupting the daylights out of uh, the grocery business and the markets they've focused on. Um, at, at, at the end of the day, um, I think Walmart, which is so massive in size, has to consider that it can't grow as it's currently constituted. And maybe it has to hive off Sam's Club as a separate company. Uh, maybe it has to completely hive off this Internet uh, um, challenge. Yeah, but you don't want to, that's what you don't want to do, because I think the move is to be omni-channel, not one or the other. Well, at the end of the day, how do they convince customers who don't shop at Walmart to do business with them on the internet? Well, that's that platform idea, you know. Yeah. yeah. But in order to do that, I think they need to have both arms th together. I don't think they can separate that out. They well, need to have an online business that merges smoothly with their offline business. Seemingly, I, I, I get, and, you know, just as somebody that's out there and, you know, doing my various shopping <laughs> at Targets and Walmarts, you know, from time to time. Walmart has, I think, is always going to have a perception as a certain type yeah. of retail store. And unless they do a total 180, I don't know if they can beat that. And, yeah. that, and that's, that's a hard, hard thing to do. And it's interesting because if you look at where the online businesses have really wreaked havoc is on all these category killers, which are like huge big boxes that had wide assortment at low price. Yeah. And obviously a wider assortment exists on the Internet. And if you cut out some of that infrastructure, a lower price, which is the, how all those category killers got killed yeah um and walmart is the king of that model so yeah. that's i agree with that point that's a problem because that is how you think of walmart well, at, the, at the end of the day uh walmart has to find a way to temporize their stores without losing their customer base this isn't merely about raising prices going up market becoming more fashionable. This is about... Oh, they can never do that. I don't see that as a good strategy. Well, I, I think they have to find ways to refine who they are without frightening off their customer base because 
because they're trapped in this uh, sort of dumbed-down, all-in um, a view that, that the customers they don't shop with have of them. At the end of the day, they have to translate that kind of curation, if you will, I hate to use that word, uh, onto their Internet business, which currently is just a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, their store is kind of a lot of stuff also. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. think of Walmart as a curated assortment. Do you think of it that way? Well, I think it has to become organized in a more appealing way. Um, now, you could say Amazon is the, the ultimate uh, expression of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but Amazon but Amazon has it's an interesting this, this engine called Prime, and Amazon also has its own products like Kindle and Fire uh, and Echo, that, that are driving its brand equity. Um, Amazon's also producing uh, uh, content uh, in the entertainment uh, field. So, so Amazon's putting a lot of energy into um, creating a more interesting platform, not just yeah. a platform that's enormous in size. Walmart has inside their box some some you know well designed, uh, well positioned products, but you know. You have to work to find them. I'm going to throw another word word out here, which I, I think we could put in play where, where these two companies are concerned, and it tells you a little bit about the difference of the two, is tradition. And Amazon has kind of built a tradition of, of, a, of a certain path. Obviously, it's on a variety of different platforms, bringing that word back into play. And it has been very successful for the consumer now. Walmart had a tradition that was pretty successful for a certain segment of the population for the last 40 years or so, but it's not as it's not as appealing as it is right now. So is that word tradition a fair, a yeah, fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I've read also part of the reason for the acquisition of Jet.com because part of what's implicit in your statement there is the age of the consumer. Sure, yeah. So a lot of the traditional you know, consumers for Walmart are older consumers, yeah. whereas Amazon is clearly bringing in the younger market. Yeah. And the hope is that Jet.com can do that for Walmart. Now, whether or not that's doable, I don't know. That sounds a little uh, overreaching to, to think that that could counter that Walmart tradition right. with just the acquisition of Jet.com. Well, here, here's a really radical thought. Um, frankly, I think uh, a Walmart ought to be a private company. It's 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 a quasi private company now in a sense because of the holding so, the family yeah. has. But at the end of the day, here's a relatively new CEO at Walmart who's worked hard to clean up his stores act and has been slightly successful uh, in making inroads against their own internal behaviors. Right. If he stays that course, that improvement might continue to expand, but it's going to be extremely modest. He's he's thrown that Hail Mary pass the other day. He's got the $3 billion. I think he's, I don't think the pass is going to be caught. Um, he's probably being approached with a whole host of other opportunities. You know, the investment bankers must see this as, uh, there must be a frenzy going on in Arkansas over this. It, it's, it, if he's trying to pander to the street by demonstrating that Walmart can get back on a growth track, I think he's potentially making a terrible mistake. This is an enormous company. It makes a lot of money. It has a balance sheet that's um, uh, second to none in many respects. But, but is it going to be able to deliver quarter-by-quarter quarter incremental growth? 
Um, in my opinion, the answer is no. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.